Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II right here on C19 TV coming to you from the campus of Cleveland Community College. Um, you can always uh, check these shows out, of course, C19 TV, but also you can go online at C19.TV and check out all sorts of uh, shows including uh, archives of this um, and a lot of the other shows that are broadcast on C19 TV. Um, glad to have you guys with us uh, today. We're going to spend some time talking about some of our favorite trilogies of all time. Really happy to have uh, from uh, Police Squad, uh, Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Uh, Frank, good to see you, man. Uh, glad you're here. Um, man, your work um, on, the, on the police force, police squad, just completely blows me away every time I think about the attention to detail that you put with every investigation. Well, for example, originally when I joined the force, I wore a trench coat, but nothing else. <laughs> but now I at least wear pants. So. And I have more of that Leslie Nielsen gray hair than I did at one <laughs> time, too. Yeah. That is Greg Tillman, of course, uh, hanging out with us. And uh, back on the Tim Cam, uh, Tim Foster, you back there, buddy? Yeah, I'm glad. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I know you've had a rough morning. And uh, we're glad that, uh, that, you, that you're here. Uh, glad that you uh, took care of those... Uh, issues uh, with uh, students and other people. Let me tell you how bad a day he's had. <laughs> this is the highlight of his day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something right there, man. I'm glad I could He's put been a... looking forward to this. <laughs> well, Tim, I'm glad I could put a little love and a little happiness into your life, man. Well, uh, last week we were talking a little bit about uh, trilogies because um, we, had, uh, we had talked about some films that we liked that were trilogies. Um, I, one of my favorites, which we'll get to, uh, is an animated film that um, really kind of blew me away from a, from a standpoint of a character arc. And so we're kind of beyond the days now of what you would call traditional trilogies. Right. That used to be what you would think of. Well, we still have films that are done in three, but really now it, it's, it's gone beyond and, and, and goes into just franchise, franchise, franchise. As long as they're making money. As long as they're making money, how much more can you add yep. on to it? But um, we, we, we started talking. I said, why don't we do a, a, a show where we just kind of focus on some of our favorite trilogies. And some of these are films that became franchise films. Right. But uh, in the essence of kind of that, that three-film arc or a three-film three character arc, maybe, uh, maybe some of these will show up on your list. Uh, we did uh, re research and got, went out there and uh, talked to some film fans as well as film critics. And this uh, list we're going to talk about today is a culmination of our thoughts as well as fans and critics alike. So uh, th does that give enough background, I think, for well, what we're trying to do? Probably more than anyone cares about, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think goes into a good trilogy, and, and we can even say into a good franchise of films? Well, it all starts with the characters, and obviously a story that can actually expand the course of three films instead of stretching. Right. You know, some stories don't even make it through one one film without uh, without feeling like it's stretched too far. Yeah. Um, that's the main thing. It always comes down to the story. I think so, too. And, and I think, uh, you know, now we're in this time in, in filmmaking where right off the bat they are thinking, okay, as, oh, yeah. a, as a three-film arc, 
what will this look like? Lord How of the Rings make? comes to mind. They no, shot all three of them at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the way to do it. I mean, yeah. that's really the way but to do it. But if the first one bombs. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, but you can still always, um, you know, let, let it air on, uh, you know, straight to Redbox. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are places you can go to yeah. it. Uh, there, there are some that were designed to be uh, three films or more. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. The Divergent series was a great example. It didn't make it. Yeah. that far and I think you know to me if you're going to invest in your fans do a lower budget version you can still make it ha happen get Jason Blum to come produce it the dude there, can, there he can he can do some great films yeah. with very four or five people budgets. Yeah. well let's uh, give me something on your list of, uh, of trilogies that you feel are some of the best movie trilogies. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was the Godfather trilogy you know the first one the second one both won best pictures in 1972 and 74 I believe Godfather 2 is generally considered the better of the two. And then another 15 years later, Godfather 3 came out to lesser reviews. Uh, but uh, the funny thing is I was really young when I saw 1 and 2. Maybe I shouldn't have seen them that young, <laughs> but I did. Uh, but to refresh my memory, when 3 came out in the late 80s, uh, one night I watched the original, the next night I watched yeah. the sequel, and then the, the third night I went now to see part 3 in the theater. And the, the story arc of Michael Corleone's life is just, just devastating. It really uh, is. It, it, if you see it all fresh in your mind, like I did that last time I saw the three of them, uh, it's just one, one of film's greatest uh, heartbreaking stories, it really. Is. It really For is. films that are so violent, it's hard to say it, you know, to, to think of them that way. But, but it it's is. just a beautiful piece of work taking all, to, taking and, all together. And I think that's the thing. I think in, in watching that, that trilogy, watching them back to back to back, or at least really close together, yeah. I think really shows the impact of really, in many ways, a Shakespearean-type tragedy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's on my list as well. Uh, the Godfather Father trilogy, uh, well worth one, well one worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. And if you have a whole day, watch all three. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, um, Indiana Jones, um, I, I, I grew up a big fan of, of the Indiana Jones films. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes. Uh, Temple of Doom. and uh, Which is underrated, I think. Which is underrated, but definitely an adult uh, adult film. That spawned the PG-13 rating, yeah, it didn't did. it? it yeah, it did. It did. And then uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Those three um, are an amazing trilogy of the action-adventure films. Um, and, and seeing Indiana Jones, the character, you get backstories throughout those. You, you get a little uh, history to, of, of him as a teenager. I think those three films do a magnificent job looking at the um, maybe the middle age Indiana Jones. Now, right. years later when the, when the fourth one came out, I'm, I'm pushing that one aside because we're just talking about trilogies. And I think the, the Indiana Jones films, just um, the music, the effects, the stories, of course, you know, just you got the, the Nazis. the spirit of the, the films. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think it, it's, it, it all goes back to what really Lucas and Spielberg both wanted. They wanted these popcorn flicks to take people back to kind of their childhood and yeah. make them feel like children again. Yeah. And I think the Indiana Jones trilogies, uh, trilogy actually did that quite well. It did. Yeah. All right, give me something else on your list, sir. Uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. Back to the Future, to me, is one of the most perfect films ever made. The story, the acting, the, the style, the sense of humor about it. everything. Everything worked in that film, don't you think? Oh, I agree. And, and I didn't care for the second one as much when I first saw it. But I've seen it several times since, and it's grown on me. Uh, 
it's an odd film. And the third one is just a nice little way to wrap it all up. Yeah. I, I really, I, I love the first one, and I think the, the first one, I agree, is, is as close to perfect in filmmaking as you can get in a lot of different ways. The second one, I always said, is the longest coming attraction <laughs> for the third one. For the third one, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. all about setting up the third one. I, I was, a, I was really disappointed in the second one because I felt like it was a throwaway film. Mm -hmm. But the third one, going back to the old west, just really, really captured me and did a nice job, you know, pulling that together. You know, this is a film that I've heard people talk about. Uh, this franchise, the Back to the Future franchise, people have talked about. Should we remake this? No. That's you say the no. I don't think so. So you think it would be the same concept as if you tried to remake Ghostbusters? Oh, wait a minute. They did well, try to, see how well did that try to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are some, some franchises you stay away from, but if you think about the technology standpoint, you know, we've advanced so much in, in the computer graphics and things we can do. Uh, I'd be really interested to see. Maybe not a, a, a remake, but maybe a reboot where you kind of look at it in a different way. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed well, to it. Well, the story opportunities are limitless yeah. when you're dealing with time travel. Absolutely. But if you yeah. want to go down that road, just watch Timeless. I'll plug <laughs> Timeless one more time. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think there are so many other different um, great time travel ideas out there. You can do anything yeah. with it without having to go back and... And, and yeah. redo that but you know you think about that franchise back to the future they had to go back and do reshoots they recast eric stoltz was yes. originally going to be marty mcfly yes. and the chemistry wasn't there have you seen some of those clips yeah i have yeah. i have yeah. and they they stopped it and then they started over again and michael j fox you can't imagine that yeah without Ma michael j yeah. fox well, they wanted that. him originally and he, he was doing family ties and right. he couldn't break away and then they finally worked out a deal when it didn't work out with, with Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Back to the Future on our list of uh, best movie trilogies of all time. I'm going to throw a, a film out there that uh, this franchise is not too old. and by, I mean, it's not 40 years old. Uh, the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, the Christopher Nolan uh, take on Batman. Um, I think, talk about a character, uh, character arc and uh, understanding sacrifice versus selfishness. Um, looking at Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rides. I mean, it's really incredible when you look at those three films together. Right. Um, so well written. Um, the music, the set designs, uh, the concept of, of this dark, dark character, both from a, 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 the alter ego standpoint and the hero, anti-hero standpoint. I really, really love these films. Uh, and, of course, you know, getting an Oscar for... Uh, for Heath Ledger, oh yes, uh, for his performance as the Joker, and so yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy on my list. Yeah, I, I don't care how good the Marvel films are, and many of them are very good. The Dark Knight, that film alone is to me the best superhero movie ever. You know, and a lot of that goes not to take anything away from Christian Bale, who is perfect as right. Bruce. Uh, but Heath Ledger, I, yeah. you can't take your eyes off of him. No. And I've seen that film half a dozen times at least, and you just can't can't take your eyes yeah, off it, the guy. Yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is amazing, I think, on a lot of different levels. And, and that second one easily could have been called The Joker. Yes, yeah. You know, because it was that story of The Joker, which, uh, you know, when you look at villains, you, you try to look at motivation. And with this one, and, and really, normally when I'm drawn to a film and I like the villains, it's because I'm able to see the motivation. 
with the Joker, the motivation was just because he can. Yep. Yep. And it honestly didn't bother me in that instance. And I think a lot of that's got to do with Ledger's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right, what else is on your list, sir, of the best movie trilogies of all time? Okay, if we're ruling out certain other films, let's go with the original Star Wars trilogy. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with four. Yeah. Uh, five's even better when you, when you get into Empire <laughs> yeah. Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi, eh, it's okay. It's a good way to wrap it all up. Then, of course, it all got ruined a few years later <laughs> until it found its footing again the yeah. past few years. But the first trilogy is about as good as it gets for a popcorn cinema, I think. Yeah, and, and it was, you know, while, while Lucas uh, had in mind doing these numerous films, there was a time we never thought we would ever see another Star Wars film after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It was all about um, taking the stories into graphic novels and taking them into tradeback novels. Um, and, uh, and all sorts of other forms. And of course, merchandising never stopped mm. with that. But I will agree with you. That is Thomas Manning's top pick. Is it? Is the, uh, the original well, Star Wars know. trilogy. Yeah, he ought to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm, I mean, I grew up um, with that trilogy. And I remember uh, people uh, standing around the block watching that on, on, uh, on TV uh, newscast each night where they were saying, look at this, this movie, it's a blockbuster. People are literally standing around the block just to get a chance to see this movie. And uh, this was before we had thousands of screens across the nation. No VCRs. No VCRs. No I mean, we, and, and at that time, HBO was probably very young. It was. Um, you know, this was, uh, you know, this was a time period that, you know, you had your, your three networks and, um, and, and, and maybe a superstation, but, um, but, but not just, much, not much. I not mean, your much. choices were going to the movies, going to the theaters, listening to radio or watching what was on network TV. And so when the big movies came out, yeah. people went to see it. It was yeah. Jaws. And then it was uh, star Wars and star well, no Wars. One, no one has it. seen anything like star no. Wars well, for the first shot in a new hope. Oh yeah. You just kind of yeah. get back in your seat. And I yeah, I think by now anyone that watches this, does anyone watch this? No, <laughs> knows that I'm a nerd, but I saw it seven or eight times yeah, in the theater at the time. I did too. I, it's amazing I, I kept my girlfriend. Well, I, I remember going to see it, and this was, you know, before I could drive, I, I, I went to see it, and, you know, my mom would drop me off at the theater, come back and pick me up. And I remember um, she came back to pick me up. I said, Mom, I said, I want to stay and watch it again. I said, can I just call you on the phone when I'm ready to pick? So, I, you know, so after watching the second time, I went to the payphone of the lobby, called her, said, I'm going to watch it again. So I watched it three times back to back to back. That's how impactful yeah. that original film was and the trilogy, too. I mean, yeah. I looked forward every time we knew a next one was coming out. We were there. Sure. Waiting to see it. Sure. And, sure. and what's great is this franchise, you know, while it has spawned some less than uh, exciting Prequels. An understatement, but yeah, okay. Yeah, but but it's still I still love the fact that the stories are still alive, right. the characters are still living, and now I've got a son who is excited about it. As exactly, I, I felt that way with my son. Yeah. Anyway, you know, a few years ago <laughs> yeah. when, when when it came back, this this these final three films launched. I remember going to the theater and sitting there with my son the day it opened, and just when that opening <laughs> thing gets up, man, the chills. I had these chills, and that's uh, to be able to recreate that in cinema all these years later, that's, 
That's something special. Oh, yes. That is something yeah. special. Well, we're going to take a break right here on uh, Meet Me at the Movies uh, on C19 TV. And if you're uh, downloading the podcast, that's WGWG.org. You can always email us, info at C19.TV. Uh, Tim, uh, still back there, buddy? You, we still got some time to talk more trilogies? No? Yeah, 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 okay. All right. Uh, Greg Tillman over there, we're going to take an intermission, and we'll be back with more of our favorite movie trilogies of all time, uh, as voted on by you and the film critics of the uh, Guanta. Jackie Sibley-Newton, the host of Experience Cleveland County on C19 TV, on Spectrum Cable, and also online at C19.TV. This is a show all about community partners, organizations, and businesses coming together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. So watch us every other week on C19 TV. Along with uh, Tim Foster back there on the Tim Cam and Greg Tillman. Oop, I messed you up, didn't I, Tim? Tim thought I was going to go to Greg and Greg thought I was going to go to Tim. So you're both here. We're happy you're here and we're talking movie trilogies as voted on by you, the movie fans uh, and the film critics. So and thank us. you. And us. Yeah. And us. Uh, yeah, so we're just, we're just the host. We don't know anything about movies. We're just hanging out and, and, and guiding. Well, that's and me. You actually know something We're facilitating. Me. I told someone the other day, I'm, I'm not a movie critic. I just play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're just facilitating the dialogue on movies and favorite movie trilogies of all time. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, go back a little bit, um, back again to my childhood. And I, my grandfather and I watched Westerns. We talked about this when I first started, started um, this show. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why we got the Happy Trails theme because that was one of my favorite, my, my father's, my grandfather's favorite memories. And he and I watched westerns. Uh, my grandpa Earl Reagan, and uh, he would watch the old classic westerns, you know, the, from 1956, The Searchers, you sure. know, the John Wayne stuff. 
But he would also, really, any kind of Western that he would get a chance to watch, he would. Even, My dad was a lot like that. Even the spaghetti Westerns, and uh, remember the, um, the Man With No Name trilogies? Yeah. Um, it was a spaghetti Western, but it had this Three Stooges-esque feel to it and elements of it. I mean, it had this kind of serious story, but they would do these fun, tongue-in-cheek segments, and it was just a blast to watch those. And I remember watching those with my grandfather, and he would just die laughing because it wasn't a typical Western, but still he got his, you know, he got the horses, the cowboys, and the cowboy hats in the saloon, the bar fights, all of that. But those movies were a lot of fun, and they were uh, the, the Italian spaghetti westerns. I remember when those were out. But uh, I, I loved those films, and so the Man with No Name trilogy, if you get a chance to, to check those out, go back and watch, uh, watch those films. Now, there was another western trilogy that my grandfather liked as well that I'm going to go ahead and... That's where I thought you were going. Go ahead. The Fistful of Dollars yeah. trilogy yeah. with, trilogy, well, it's a whole series of films with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And those were equally as, uh, as impressive for different reasons. Not as funny. Not as funny. No. But, uh, but Eastwood, you know, that's, that's where he really started to kind of cut his teeth. I mean, he had done stuff before, but uh, the Westerns is what today, when you think about Clint Eastwood, kids today can't even imagine that Eastwood was a Western star. Right. But right. he was. Right. He was right. for a long time. Ended yeah. up getting an Oscar for directing one as yeah. well. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right, what's on your list, sir? You know, I so want to say Star Trek 2, 4, and 6, <laughs> but I know that really is a cheat. just want to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe The Hunger Games. Okay. I thought that, that more, maybe the most, most recent thing on my list here. Okay. But uh, I, th I thought as a story arc, that worked just fine. I guess that was really four films, though, really, yeah, wasn't but it? Still, but, but yeah, but still, it was, yeah. yeah. And that's where we get into really this world films. now of you break up that third chapter into yeah. two. yeah. Um, and the, the books, I remember reading the books whenever they were shooting the original film here, here in, uh, in, in Cleveland County yeah. in Shelby. Sorry. And I was just blown away by the characters, mm -hmm. by the story. Uh, you know, early on, the story was kind of this cross between uh, the, the old short story, The Lottery, and The Most Dangerous Game. Right. And, uh, and they, you know, of course, uh, expanded upon that. But, uh, and her, Katniss's character developed the way oh, it yeah. should have. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought it all came together well. I think so, too. And you talk about tragedy. I mean, yeah. that, that whole storyline, you know, the basis of it was based in tragedy. Yeah. And um, sure, it transitioned into you know, some action adventure, but the, the bottom line of it was tragedy. And, of yeah. course, the ending of it, you know, it's definitely not your Hollywood ending. No. Uh, on my list, um, <laughs> only because, um, well, I, the first two were quirky, but the last movie sold me and, and, and brought me in. Uh, I call this the, uh, what, is, what do I call it? The Evil Dead trilogy. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the first two definitely had that quirky horror comedy element to yeah. it. They were a, a bit cheesy. Um, they were a bit out there, uh, real low budget, but you get to the third one, Army of Darkness, and it took it into a whole other world, right. literally, right. into a whole other world. and brought in time travel. It was kind of one of these um, what was that? The, the the kid in King Arthur's Court, you know, the 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 Connecticut Yankee, Yankee in King Yankee, Arthur's, yeah. Arthur's Court. You know, it had it played off of all that, but within a horror setting with the zombies uh, from the past. And but you look at those as a whole, you definitely see uh, a character arc um, with Ash. And and now there's a, a spinoff TV series based on this as well. So 
Uh, the Evil Dead trilogy is, uh, is on mine, but especially uh, The Army of Darkness. I'm torn. I know we're running out of time. Um, I'm going to throw in the, Spider, the original Spider-Man trilogy. Okay. I thought one was solid. The Tobey yeah. Toby Maguire right. Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. And the second one with Doc Ock was really good. I that, loved that one. That's maybe not quite Dark Knight level, but pretty close, yeah. I think. Yeah. The third one had its problems. It was overstuffed and overwritten. Uh, but as, as, again, as a story arc uh, and a trilogy, I thought it was really pretty darn good. Yeah, I, th I think it was pretty, pretty, pretty well done as well. Um, I really got lost in the third film yeah. because I felt they were trying to do too much. Yep. Which is, which is the case many times. With pick these, a villain. Pick, pick a one. villain. Batman. Absolutely. The Batman movies have historically Absolutely. had the problem. Tim, Tim Burton did it. Absolutely. Have too, too many yeah, too, villains. Too much going on. Yeah. Uh, that was my problem with the third one. But yeah, I, I will think. I will, I will say of the Spider-Man films so far, uh, that is definitely one worthy of checking out. And we'll see what happens with uh, with Tom Holland. Um, yeah, you know, I, he's I, good. He is incredibly good, and so uh, he's already had a trilogy of films. If you add in his appearances in, in other well, yeah, films, sort of. Uh, well, this one, if I don't mention this one, uh, I've got a lot of uh, fans out there of animation that will be upset. The Toy Story trilogy, even though they're working on a fourth, right. that is as close to perfect in a film trilogy as I think I have ever seen, no matter the genre. And um, when you follow the characters in that, all of the characters, especially the lead characters, yeah. you see change. Oh yeah. And uh, and even the human characters within that, you, you're seeing lives change before your eyes. I remember when the third one came out, uh, I was with a, a college uh, class of, of film students who went to see it, and they were bawling because they had grown up with these characters as kids, and now they are, are seeing. Andy going off to college, and they're in that same contemporary mindset, and yeah, just a beautiful, beautiful trilogy. Yeah, it's funny. It'll break your heart. Yeah. The second one, too, for that matter. All, all of them. All right? of them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering what will happen uh, with, with the fourth one. So I think we've got time for a couple more, maybe. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hangover. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the Hangover trilogy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, and I, I haven't heard it referred to, the, as the Glass Trilogy, but I'm going to call it that. Unbreakable, okay, uh, which is an under underappreciated Bruce Willis M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, which turned out to be the first part of what became a trilogy uh, when Split came out a couple years ago, which I thought was very good too. Uh, Glass, not quite as good, but again, as as a as a uh, trilogy, I think it all comes together relatively well. Yeah. Especially the, per especially the per first two films. I, I think so, too. Yeah. I think I, I, I've got my it problems with true. the third, yeah. but I will agree that as a, as a trilogy of films, down, you know it does a lot with characters, a lot with story, and, and Shyamalan really is, um, he is a storyteller uh, at heart, and I, and I think you can see that. Uh, I want to make sure I do mention uh, this one before we leave, and I think this will be a first, this will be uh, best trilogies of all time part one. Because yeah. we've got enough, we need to come back and, and do do this again. Because there's a lot that we did not get on the list. But the Lord of the Rings um, is a, a a series of films pushing the Hobbit prequel aside, prequels aside. But yeah. the Lord of the Rings, um, it was a it was a series that appealed to non book fans of it.
but it also appealed to those who read the books. Uh, Jeff Powell, who's been on this show before, yeah. uh, general manager over at WGWG, a huge Tolkien fan, huge fan of the book series. And I remember going to see this movie, uh, these movies with him. I would take him whenever I'd go to the screenings. And, and he said, I'm happy. Nailed it. I'm happy. They yeah. did it. They did it. And so uh, Lord of the Rings uh, can't, can't, can't leave that well, out. And the last one won a slew of Oscars, oh, right? Yeah. Best picture, I oh, think, yeah. was and, won. And, yeah. it, and it should have. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, technically, when we look at what's happened with motion capture now, uh, Alita, we interviewed uh, recently uh, Rosa Salazar. Um, you know, you think about Andy Serkis and the career he's had as just a, a motion capture actor. Right. Lord of the Rings uh, was really kind of ahead of, ahead of its time in, in doing that. So we'll be back, uh, I think, in a future show uh, to talk about more movie trilogies because we've got a lot to talk about. But uh, Tim, thanks for, thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, Greg, appreciate you as well. Uh, I do want to uh, leave you with a movie quote, as we always like to do. This is from the, uh, a film that a lot of people not, are not aware of. It's called A Tea in Sympathy is the name of the film. Uh, and, uh, and, and this is kind of uh, telling of this show and what goes on during the commercial break and uh, behind the scenes. You know, years from now when you talk about this, and you will, be kind. Be very kind. <laughs> so uh, for <laughs> Make Me at the Movies on C19 TV, coming to you from Cleveland Community College, I'm Noel T. Manager II. For everybody here, thank you. That's a wrap. Happy